Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? We'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. A quick disclaimer here, guys, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another How's Your Head. This is my second recording for the year. I am so excited. I actually have a really busy day today. I've got a few got a few recordings and I'm stoked about it. I'm stoked to be getting back into these How's Your Head episodes. I know you guys love these. Last year when I did my little Spotify rap for the podcast, the How's Your Head eps were by far the most popular. It was crazy. Actually, the top episode was one I did with my best friend Peyton, which I thought was really, really cool. I sent that to her and I said, oh, look you, little popular gal. That was so much fun. So again, I have said this a few times because there has been a few people who have come into the studio with me who I haven't met before this one session that we're having today. And Em, you are one of those people. We are here. I am learning about you just as everyone else is. So I love these ones because I actually get to know you through this conversation and yeah, it's just really exciting to be able to dive deep into, you know, uh, someone's journey with mental health and what you do at the same time as everyone else. I I love the ones where I don't have any kind of preconceived ideas or I don't know anything about your story. So this is really cool. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and hang out with me and have a chat. How's your head? Hello. Thank you for having me here. It's very exciting. Um, Yeah, I think my head's pretty good at the moment. Um, I think I've had like end of last year, I was a little bit worried about the start of this year. Um, But yeah, I think... I've been quite intentional with my time and how I spend it um, because I was a little bit worried about like a lot of friends and family away at this time and I was kind of just stuck here working, um, which was a choice I made um, and it was worth it. But yeah, I think overall considering that I've had a pretty good start to the year. Good. good. Yeah. So where where is everyone away? Everywhere but Melbourne. Yeah. Cool places. Um, I feel like a lot of my friends are pretty adventurous. So they're like someone's in Japan, like snowboarding. Um, America, like, yeah, doing some pretty cool stuff. Wow, very cool. Yeah. And some people who have listened to all the How's Your Heads will remember Trent who came on a little while ago. And you're good friends with Trent, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We kind of work in the same field. Um, he, like, works at a different climbing gym to mine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we get on really well. Yeah, he's a legend. He was really cool. So for anyone who hasn't listened to that as well, go back and listen to Trent's episode. He was bloody awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear. And I'm glad to hear that I, I guess it is funny, especially when you go back to work a little bit earlier can't relate personally because I'm a teacher obviously as well as doing this and uh, I ha- I am back to work at the studio but um it doesn't feel like I'm back in the full swing of things obviously I don't really start till Feb which is very lucky and uh, a big part of the profession and we deserve it thank you very much mm. um, but I do understand that it is you know it feels a bit unfair sometimes when you're like oh and you see everyone else on holidays mm. and doing all that stuff um but what do you do for work? Why did you just like, you decided to go back early, obviously? What's that about? Um, yeah, so I've got two jobs. Um, I work at a climbing gym, similar mm. to what Trent does. Um, so that's like during the school term, it's a lot of coaching. 
um, and also a bit of setting, which is, I think Trent kind of explained on his podcast. Is that when you move all the little things around yeah, and you, create? Yes, I think that's so cool. I feel like that would be yeah. so much fun. It's very creative. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, so yeah, you move the holds around, make new climbs um, every week to keep it interesting for people. Um, so I do a bit of that and then just also working behind the counter at the climbing gym um, weekends and stuff. And then I also have something completely different, which is a youth work job yeah. um, that I've only started kind of recently. Um, so that's for like the local council. I just, yeah, it's casual. I go out to a bunch of schools and then we have like programs in person and also some holiday activities. Um, so that's what I've been doing at the moment. It's pretty good. I shouldn't complain. It's just like hanging out at the beach or like going to the skate park, playing games with young people. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. But yeah, I kind of decided to, since I was kind of new to this job, um, to work a lot during the holidays. And then I, I'm taking a month off work pretty much um, at the end of this week. Um, to go do some oh. travel and cool stuff. So oh, what? It's just oh, a little bit like, delayed. Yeah, my friends are away, but then you're like, haha, I'm actually leaving next week. Where are you yeah. going? What are you doing? Um, I'm doing a van trip to South Australia. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah, and then off to Thailand for two weeks. Oh, so how cool is that? Oh, how's me? Like, yeah, I get another till Feb and you're bloody going off to <laughs> South Australia and Thailand. That is going to be incredible. Um, So you, I mean, you just from that short little snippet of conversation we've just had struck me as a bit of an adventurous person. Mm. Yeah. And is that something that you feel like you need to stay mentally well? Like you need to have a bit of adventure in your life, would you say? I think so. Yeah. Adventure and like trying new things, I think is kind of important to me. Otherwise I feel kind of stuck in like what I'm doing at that time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like climbing um, is a good way for me to I guess, clear my head. It's a lot of fun. I think I do it mainly for my mental health. Mm. Um, I've been doing it for a long time. And I think like a few years ago, I was more like doing competitions and that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, whereas now I'm just like, I just go because it's fun. I get to hang out with friends. Um, makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And so like on top of that or in addition to that, what other things do you do for your mental health? What are some of your non-negotiables? I think hanging out with friends is a big one. I think like often when you don't feel so good, it's easy to just like shy away from that and not want to like hang out with your friends or it feels easier just to stay at home. Um, but I think like nine times out of 10, I feel better if I hang out with a friend. Mm. Um, and I feel really lucky, like especially in the climbing world, I feel like there's a lot of people that are very supportive and fun to hang out with. And then, yeah, anything active, like I run a little bit, um, like very slow, very short distances, but run it's enough a runner. to make you feel, exactly. If you run, you're a runner, love that. <laughs> um, like even last night, I was like, oh, I felt a bit like down I'd been at home doing just boring stuff all day like life admin or yeah. washing cleaning all that kind of stuff and I was like my partner actually messaged me and she was like oh how are you feeling and I was like I feel really tired and not great but I'm gonna go for a run and then I'll get back to you mm. um and then after my run I felt so much better I was like yeah like I'm fine I just needed to get out and do something get out and move yeah. I love that I think firstly like talking about the climbing community um after talking to Trent as well that just seems like such a great support network and I know that people probably like we know that like sporting environments and any kind mm. of recreational you know whatever activity they generally are really supportive because people want you to be involved in in the sport right and mm. you, you make friends and everything but I think there's it's not there's something about that community because my brother does it too or did it for a little bit and he was like it's just really cool like everyone's mm. really cool and adventurous and they're like yeah. I don't know it's like very I know it's indoors when you're doing the indoor climbing but obviously you can take that outdoors and do things like that and I don't know I just feel like it's all do you find that like you found like your people in that yes yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. it's pretty special like I think like I've done, I've always been pretty sporty. So I've done a bunch of different sports, but I think climbing felt different for that reason. Like mm. it's just, 
everyone's working together. Um, like you'll go to a climbing gym, you'll be trying to boulder and like people are helping you out or like even just like clapping when you do it or cheering, like people you've never met, um, cool. which is nice. And then I think overall, like since it's a pretty like a new sport, mm. um, it's just like it's growing and it's nice to see like it's kind of modern. Um, people are yeah willing to learn and it doesn't feel like there's old, like we're stuck in stuck in any way yeah Yeah. no and I think that's a really important point as well right like uh, yeah that might be the case in a lot of other places because the sport or the activity has been around so long Mm. but this is something new that you know our kind of generation is is building upon and Mm. that's really cool I think that's awesome um so youth work obviously your other job what kind of made you choose you you mentioned that it was a new career for you Mm. what made you choose to go down that path it was a little bit like I didn't plan to do this after school. Mm. Um, so I finished school in 2020, um, so during COVID God, lockdown. Big year to finish school, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, yeah, my plan was always kind of like take a gap year travel because, you know, wanted to be a bit adventurous and try new things. Um, and then, yeah, with COVID happening, I was kind of like, I'm just going to go straight into uni and then maybe take a gap year after. Um, so that's what I did. I did primary teaching for a year. Cool. Um, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but then I took a gap year. That's when I bought the van kind of like did it up, traveled a bit in that, worked, saved money. And then I went to Europe um, for a bit. And then like during all that, I kind of just caught up with a friend and she was saying that she'd been doing some outdoor ed work um, for a school, like a traineeship kind of thing. And at the time I wasn't sure I wanted to go back to uni. So I was like, oh, like take another gap year, do some outdoor ed work. Um, so I did that at the start of this year. Um, it was meant to be like a year long traineeship. I ended up leaving early um, after like, I think in April, around about then. Um, I left that job just because it wasn't exactly working out. Um, it was hard being away from home. I was yeah. like, I think it was like two weeks on and then maybe a week off, okay. a few weeks on, and then TAFE on top of that during yeah, the so school you were holidays. Busy. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I kind of left that and I wasn't in the best place. And I was just, I thought about like what I liked from both those things, like primary teaching and working at the camp. And I think it was just like anything with young people, mm. um, hanging out with them, that kind of thing. And just being that supportive person because I felt like at camp, like the students come along, a lot of them are in very vulnerable places. Um, yeah. They're away from home. They're with people sometimes that they don't know that well. Um, so I guess I kind of wanted to be that supportive person. Mm. Um, so I just applied for uni, um, started that mid-year this year. So it's still very, very new. And then just applied for a youth work job at the council and yeah, got in, which was pretty good. That's awesome. And I do, like you said, like, you know, you have to be supportive and you have to be mm. able to want to really help which obviously is why I, well, I would hope which is why most people want to get into that profession right and, and teaching as well you know mm. you're there to help young people um and I do think it takes a really special person to be a youth worker I think mm. you know especially like you said there are a lot of vulnerable kids coming through and it can be I guess equally as hard for you to kind of I don't want to say the word deal with, but uh, to be, I guess, exposed to some things like that too. Like there's probably kids that are struggling and stuff, Mm. right, that you are Mm. and you're their kind of person there for them, Mm. maybe teaching them that resilience and helping them with that. I think that's really cool. Mm. Do you find that that has had any kind of impact on your mental health as of yet? I know you're pretty new into it, but. I'm pretty new into it. I think at the council it's pretty, like so far it's been pretty casual. It's a lot of like group sessions. Yeah, cool. Um, So we've been like, we go into schools and like for year six to seven transition stuff, we do programs, like lunchtime activities. Um, So that side of it's been okay. But at the camp um, it was, yeah, I think it did have an impact on my mental health just because I felt like I, you're only with the students for a week Mm -hmm. and you can be that person there for them that week. But then 
they go off, live their lives. You probably never see them again. Um, so, yeah, it was, like, hard to build that connection. Um, and then, you know, a few days later. Say goodbye. They go off. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would find that really hard, I think, too. Yeah. I think about my students and it's, like, it is so nice to be able to kind of follow along. I I think about leaving the school that I'm at and I'm like, oh my God, but then I wouldn't know if they got into their footy team and I wouldn't know if that person got into the gymnastics competition. I'm like, oh God, what do you do? So yeah, I I do get that. But I mean, at least, you know, you know, you'd be having such a positive impact even for a week, right? Mm. Which is, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Going back to, sorry, I know I said firstly before, this is and anyone who has ever sat down across this table from me will know that that's me like writing stuff down. If I don't write it down, I don't remember it. It has popped back up into my head. So we're gonna, I'm going to flip back to something you said uh, a bit earlier, the running thing where you were like, I didn't feel good during the day. You were doing your life admin, which mm. everyone knows is just, that's a draining thing to mm. do, isn't it? Sometimes you're just like, those are those things you have to go through and tick off. I love that, that you were like, talk to me after my run, mm. because I think we all know that. We all know mm. that going out and exercising is going to make us feel better. And so many of us don't do it because mm. you're like, oh, I'm tired. I've had like a really big day or blah, blah, blah. And man, I like to think I'm a pretty motivated person and I consistently say those things to myself in my head have you found that you've always been quite a motivated person in that way yeah I think I'm I think like naturally I'm pretty active and like that kind of thing so I think motivation for any kind of physical activity running or that kind of thing even though if I don't feel like doing it I know that I'll enjoy it yeah um and I'll feel better afterwards like I've never regretted going on a run like I just think like I'll go for five minutes if I still don't want to be out there after five minutes um, I can come back. I don't have to keep going. But I think mm-hmm. often it's just like the thought of it, getting ready, getting out the door. That's the hard bit. And then, yeah, after that, like I have a good time. Um, so I think in like terms of physical activity and that kind of thing, I'm quite motivated. Um, other, other aspects of my life, maybe not so much, like the life admin, doing all that kind of stuff, um, a little bit different. Yeah. But yeah, just knowing that I'll feel good afterwards, it's always worth it. I like that rule as well. You know, if I really don't want to do it after I get out there, Mm. I can come back. I think that's like a big thing that I actually need to incorporate because I'm I'm like hyper competitive, Mm. even just against myself. So if I'm on a run, I've had to turn off the thing in your ear on Strava that tells you your pace because if I'm like having a – and I'm putting this in inverted commas, slow day, like we said, it doesn't matter what pace Mm. you're doing as long as you're out there giving it a crack, right? But in my head sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, that just told me this pace and I have to beat it. Mm. Like I have to beat it and then I have to beat the next one and then I have to beat Mm. it. And then it's like now I'm not just going on a run to go on a run. I'm like trying to beat some thing that doesn't even exist you know like I'm not even and then you enjoy it less so I think that Mm. is a really important point right Mm. like just going out if you feel like you still want to do it great and you're having a good time great take away the competitive element take away that like I have to go out and Mm. run 10k no you don't just Mm. go out and you know what you run out five minutes you run back five minutes 10 minute run that's better than nothing Mm. right I really like that I I am going to take that and put that in my pocket and use it probably tonight when I get home. And I think, oh, it's been such a big day. I'm going out. I'm doing Mm. it. Um, So kind of shifting to another topic. Again, as people who have listened will know that if if I don't know a person, I will always ask for a couple of little facts or something that we can maybe have a chat about. And you are non-binary. Yes. Yes. So first of all, for people who maybe are a bit confused about what that means. Can you, or do you mind explaining what non-binary means? Yeah. Um, no, I don't mind explaining. Cool. Um, I think it could mean something different to everyone. Yes. Um, but for me, it kind of was just like the realisation that I don't feel 
like a female or a male mm. um, and that like never felt right. And I think just recently I kind of had the words to like express that. Um, but it's something that I w- I've always felt and I think um, just thought it was normal to feel like that. And then I realised, oh, no, there's actually other people out there. Um, so, yeah, just not feeling like you fit into the gender binary, yeah. like male or female. I think that's really important, like the representation thing there that you just touched mm. on, right? Like you were able to – or you've been able to find something that – we talk about labels a lot and, mm. and people say – there's a negative side to them, but then there's also that really positive side mm. where it actually gives you some acceptance to be like, well, that makes sense for me mm. and that's actually how I feel about it. And then even better, seeing other people kind of do the same thing and being able mm. to understand it from that point of view as well. I think this topic is something that s- some people still don't understand. Mm. Um, and so I guess I want to know, how did you go through the process of really finding that self-acceptance with this mm. and with being non-binary? Um, I think I'm still going like it's definitely not a it's not the end Um, and I think it will be a very long process Um, and it's one that like I think hasn't been easy Um, but I think at the beginning it was just like I think I kind of like I said before I knew this and I've known this forever Um, but just like accepting that rather than just being in denial about it I think that was the probably the hardest thing Um, because I was like it's easier just to you know be straight be cis whatever whereas like it's not in the long term, it's not going to be there. Like it's going to get harder and harder and eventually you're going to have to accept it. Um, so I think that was the hardest part for me. Um, and then once I did that from then, I guess it got easier. Um, I kind of came out to a very small group of friends at the start. Um, I remember I did it on like an Instagram story. Um, so I just like oh. posted a photo and I was like, this is who I am. And then afterwards, I like the next screen, I was like, fuck, that was hard. Um, yeah. And then I like threw my phone across the room and I was like, that was so scary. Like, <laughs> just I don't even want to look and at go it. away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then like it was, everyone was so supportive and like friends since then have pretty much only been supportive. Um, so I think that helped a lot in like me accepting who I was, mm. who I am. Um, and then, yeah, and then gradually like word gets around. Um, I've pretty much like overall had pretty good experiences. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think also it helps working in a job where I feel I can be like me, like youth work in general, um, pretty on top of all that kind of stuff because um, obviously it's quite relevant to young people. And then, yeah, I think a big part of that, leaving my other job, like I mentioned before, at the school camp, um, I think that was a really, really hard choice, but it was right because, yeah, like I just felt it was like such a big moment in my life and I just felt like I couldn't really be myself there. So Okay, and what made you feel like that at that particular, like in that particular environment? Um, I think part of it was just being away from like my support network yeah um but also like the camp was quite old school like it had been you know set up many years ago um like gendered bathrooms staff um there'd never been a staff member there like a gender diverse staff member and I was working with a really close friend and she was like super supportive and like on top of it and was trying to teach the other staff there um the way to go about it but I just think like I wish I could have been that person that made the change there um and was able to like, yeah, be there for students that come through because we did have students coming through who were gender diverse. Um, mm. But I think at that time I just couldn't do it. It was too fresh for me. Um, I was going through this whole like time of telling all my friends and trying to work out who I was and I just didn't have the space to yeah be like changing a whole workplace. Oh, absolutely. Um, I wish I could have, but I just, yeah. It was too yeah, much. but that's also not your you know, you don't have to do yeah. that, right? Like that's that's so hard. I can imagine going through something where you are figuring out who you are and accepting that and then 
having pressure or mm. maybe feeling that pressure to to be that person as mm. well for an entire group of people mm. again that might not have or be the most understanding mm. and I mean that's not fair either right mm. and I think that's good like I think it's good that you were able to say this is not for me right now and I need to go to a space where I feel more supported mm. I think that's really cool mm. yeah yeah I'm glad good. you did it yeah and so I know you said you have a really supportive group of friends and everything. Did you feel really supported from your family as well? Um, not so much. Um, I still haven't told all of my family, like okay. even immediate family members. Yeah. Um, if they listen to this. I was like, so is this? <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> yep. I don't mind. Like, I don't mind if they know. I just haven't had that conversation yet. You just, this um, could be the way. You're just like, hey, I went on a podcast. Yeah, that's what I was actually uh, Listen to this episode. Like, <laughs> um, and then come back to me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I've told my mum and she's been pretty supportive. Like to her, like she was quite like surprised, um, had a lot of questions um, yeah. about like whether I was sure, all that kind of thing. And also about my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, have you always known, like, have you always felt like this, that kind of thing. Um, but overall she wants to, like, she wants to be there. She wants to be supportive. Um, I think it would just take a bit of time. And also like for an, anyone, I'm not saying she's old, but for someone from an older generation. Yeah. I'm like, don't call me um, old on the yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, excuse me. Um, yeah, it's new to her. And like, I get yeah. that. It's like, she's actually a school teacher. So, oh, cool. um, represent that kind of helps a little bit. But yeah, so that side was pretty supportive. I have a half sister who I'm quite close with. Yeah. And she was very supportive. And then, yeah, other family members haven't told them yet, but I think they'll come around to it. Yeah, cool. I'm really happy to hear that, you know, you've had for the most part a pretty positive Mm. experience with it all. And I guess what maybe would you or what advice would you give to someone who is kind of, and I know you are as well, just like it, it hasn't been that long ago mm. that you've kind of been really open about this, but is there any advice that you would give someone who is maybe listening to this even and mm. thinking this is something that I really want to say to my friends or I, I really want to talk about and I want to be open about it, but maybe they don't feel like they can. Mm. Is there, yeah, is there anything that you would, you would say to that person? Mm. I think it's important that like you don't feel like you have to. Like for me it was important because I felt like I was hiding and I just like needed to get it out. But I think everyone's different. Not everyone will want ever, you know, feel that they need to come out or like tell all their friends. Um, but I think it's helpful having role models or like looking up to people. Um, I have a few. One of them, Darcy Vessio, an AFLW player. Oh yeah, they're really yeah, cool. She's I'm like, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, just stuff like that. I think having people around, because um, then it just helps you not feel so alone. Mm. But I think just like talking to a small group of friends that you know are going to be supportive at the start. Starting with those friends who were you can kind of get the sense that they're going to be accepting um, and then eventually telling like family or that kind of stuff where it might be a little bit more difficult. Um, but yeah, start small. People, I think, like if someone is friends with you, they're going to want to be supportive. Yeah. Um, they might not understand. You might have to explain to them and it might take a bit of time. But I think overall people are pretty good. Yeah. Like, what were like the main kind of questions that you were asked? I think that could be interesting to talk about. A lot of it's just like pronouns and like preferred name. Yeah. Um, which is quite easy. That's I think that's a very respectful question um, if you're getting to know someone. Um, but also, like, I think they want to know practically what's going to change. So my mum mm. was like, well, what does this mean? And I was like, well, it doesn't really mean that much. Like, it's just who I yeah. am and I'm just telling you how I feel. But she was like, oh, so if, like, I'm introducing you to someone, I can't call you my daughter. And I was like, it's not that you can or can't. Like, I just, I feel, that makes me feel uncomfortable. So I don't think you want to call me something that you know. Um, could hurt me mm. or will make me feel uncomfortable so I was just like you can just say like your child who's non-binary 
Um, and then I had to explain like the they them pronouns thing can be a little bit confusing for some people, but yeah, because I think they think it's for like a group of people. It's plural, right? Yes, That's, which yeah. I always use like the example when I've, I've explained this a few times to people. Cool. It's like if you found a set of keys like in a car park, for example, you might bring it back to the counter of like say the climbing gym wherever you are. <laughs> the and climbing like, gym. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone lost their keys. Yeah. Like you don't know who lost their keys. But it's, you're assuming it's one person. It's not like a group of people. Mm. And that's where you can like use they, them for a singular, singular person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, stuff like that I find myself explaining a little bit. Mm. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people just want to know like physically or practically what's going to change. And I don't have all the answers to that. I'm like, I don't know yet. Like I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think that is – I think it's really important as well that you – have been able to be so good at answering and, and figuring out and, and, and being open about that side of thing too, even mm. coming on that this podcast and mm. talking about it because it's like, well, I think increasing understanding also increases empathy and I think that this is definitely a topic that we need to increase empathy on, mm. you know, that like you said, it doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be this drastic change and you're not going to change as a human being. Mm. It's just that it's you've expressed how you feel and mm. you've expressed that this is something that you would prefer mm. and that's that's it and I guess you know I think it is just a, a language change when it comes to mm. the pronouns and and I didn't even think about saying son or daughter like that has never even occurred to mm. me that like and then yeah well you've got another term like child it's mm. just use that instead like yeah. it's not yeah I think that's um that's really nice that you've been able to be supported and also mm. have people that are not just shutting anything off and mm. are actually curious and, mm. and willing to say, you know, tell me a little bit about it and, and what's going on. Mm. And do you still feel consistently supported? Like is that something that you're, you're still um, feeling to this day? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of just like it's not like a one – like you don't come out once and it's all good. You have yes. to keep and keep on doing it, which <laughs> I guess can – and I think now I'm at the point where – um, you know, I'm going to have to tell people that aren't going to be so supportive, mm. um, like those immediate family members. Um, so I think that'll be tricky. But now that I've got the network of people that are supportive, um, I guess I can kind of fall back onto them and they can be there. And I also don't think you owe it to anyone. That's what I'm like. I don't have to tell people how I feel, who I am always. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a long process. But now that I've got that support network, gonna make it easier yeah I think that is such a um like a good point as well that you don't owe it to anyone Mm. and if there obviously is a a situation that you're in maybe where you go oh you've actually just called me she and I prefer they Mm. them um that's fair enough too right Mm. like you're allowed to be like oh hey this is just one thing that I like would appreciate Mm. that's what I think about I'm like for them it's such a small thing but for the person it's gonna make such a big difference yeah or could make such a big difference Mm. yeah it's important yeah very important all right Another question. I want to know if someone was speaking about you. This is a new one, by the way, for all the regular How's Your Head listeners. If someone was speaking about you to someone else, what would you want them to say or how would you want them to describe you as a person? Okay. Um, This one's hard for me to answer. When you sent me the questions last night, I was thinking about it. I was like, this is really – it's hard to – like talk about yourself is what like from what other people would say. Yeah. Um, what but, would you want them to say? Yeah. What would right? I want them to say? It's a bit easier. I yeah. think I'd want them um, to say that I'm like supportive, accepting, and welcoming. Um, I think. Yeah, I want people to be able to talk to me about anything, um, and to think that I'm a good listener. I can like sometimes that you don't need advice or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I hope that people 
feel comfortable talking to me. And then what else would I want them to say? I think they would say that I'm very talkative, energetic, outgoing, passionate, that kind of thing. Love that. Um, yeah, I get a lot of that. Like this is just one example, but I, I work at a climbing gym and often I'll be climbing um, with some friends or whatever and I'll be like, I'm just going downstairs to grab a quick drink. And they're like, oh, they're not coming back. And then like 45 minutes later, I'm downstairs having a chat to, you know, five different people doing all this random stuff. And then I'm like, and then they come downstairs and like, oh, come on, you coming climbing? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I come back upstairs, never got the cup of water, never did what I intended to do. <laughs> um, got yeah, chatted to all these different people. <laughs> Love that. Um, but yeah, a lot of people. I guess say that's what I'm like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love a good chat. So yeah, I guess that's why I'm here. Oh, well, I think, um, and I, I can just imagine you being so, so good at your job and <laughs> and like you seem like such a people person, mm, even having this yeah. conversation. Like I said this to you at the start that you, you start these conversations and especially when you don't know a person before, right? And you obviously feel a bit nervous, but I also sometimes feel a bit nervous because mm. I'm like, well, I hope this person has a great time, mm. blah, 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 whoever is sitting in front of me. Um, but yeah, it's just... I feel very comfortable around mm. you sitting here having a chat. Oh, and so I can nice. imagine that you were taking that out into the big wide world and people would just love to mm. have a chat with you as well. Yeah. It's really cool. I hope so. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's great. All right. I want to know a heart happy moment that you have had recently. This is also one of my favorite questions. Okay. I love this question. Um, I think this is a bit of a recurring one the last few weeks, um, yeah. but I've been going for runs on Sunday nights. Cool. Um, and I just, I love it. Like the sun's setting. I go like usually seven, eight o'clock at night. There's like families out, you know, riding their bikes around all that kind of thing. And yeah, it just makes me, makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, I like that. And I, I like that you, that you said that's something that's like ongoing, right? It's like almost like a little Sunday ritual. Mm. I'm very, very, very into the whole Sunday <laughs> ritual thing of doing something yeah. really good for yourself to start the week. Um, I think that's, yeah. yeah. It's simple, but. Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. And even I, I do totally get that when you're out somewhere and you see like all these families and people are out and like everyone else is being active and like there's people having a picnic or blah 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 Mm. like that feels so nice you're like oh I'm like really a part of a community here aren't I like it it feels safe I think oh for sure cool yeah I love it all right final question you're feeling a little bit down maybe you've had a bad day Maybe you couldn't get here's a, here's the climbing one. You couldn't get or complete the climbing. What do you what do you call them? Like course, the boulder. Well, the boulder. Bo- yeah. Sorry. Yes. Okay. The boulder that you wanted to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Have sure. I <laughs> not perfect? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not in the climbing lingo. I need to I need to go yeah, back. I've done it a couple of times, but I need to uh, I need to go back and, and get good at it. Actually, side note. Oh my god, you must have the strongest forearms in the world. I did it like the first time I did climbing. Mm. Oh. I yeah. don't think I've ever felt pain in those muscles in yeah. my life. Which is muscles that you don't use for many other things. Ever. Yeah. Like I think ever because yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I can't move my arms. Um, anyway, back to the question. You're feeling a little bit down. You haven't been able to do the boulder. You need to listen to a song and or songs to get you up and about again. What is it? What are they? I've got two for this question. Amazing. They're very, very different, que- like very different songs. Love it. Um, but the first one would be, this is not at all the kind of music I would usually listen to, but don't be so hard on yourself. Yes. I think by Jess Glynn or something. Okay, yep, Um, yep. And it's just like, it's a very upbeat song. Cool. Like the words are just like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like it's just a good good song to listen to. Love that. Um, but like not what I yeah, would not usually listen to. Not your usual genre of music. <laughs> but certain times calls for that song. Yes. Um, And then my second one would probably be Call Your Mum by Noah Khan. I'm obsessed with Noah Khan at the moment. And that is a very sad song, but I think the meaning behind it's quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that you're not alone and yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. I haven't heard either of them, I don't okay. think. So I'm excited. And if anyone else hasn't heard of them, well, they will mm. be going on the How's Your Head Pump Up music playlist. Music playlist? I think How's Your Head Pump Up music playlist sounds wrong. I feel like it just needs to be How's Your Head Pump Up playlist. So maybe I will change that. <laughs> t- I'm like, now I'm just like reading it back to myself. Like this this doesn't make sense in my head. A lot of words. Um, but that's really nice. I feel like I've heard of Noah Khan. Mm. He's like- coming to Melbourne. Ooh. I'm going to his concert both nights this week. Oh Wednesday my god! This Thursday. week, yes. Oh I'm my god! Very so you're excited. like ending your week, like going to a concert, and then you go yeah, on holidays. It's a very good week. Wow, you're gonna have the best yeah. week ever. Mm, I'm actually, good. I'm pretty jealous. And you're going both nights. Yes. Wow. Yes, which is unplanned. So you are but, a fan. Yes. Like I, I don't, I haven't been to that many concerts, but when I found out he was coming to Australia, I was like, yeah. Yes. That's like you've sometimes got those artists where you're just like, oh. no, nah, I will see you every night that you are yeah. here because I just love your music. Yeah. Oh, yeah, love that. Cool. 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 Well, thank you so much for no coming on today. I think that a lot of people will learn a lot from this conversation and I really appreciate you, first of all, putting your hand up, messaging me and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I, I would really like to come on and, and have a chat with you. And secondly, being so open about some of these topics that, you know, I mean, mental health in general can be tricky to talk about. Mm-hmm. We know that. Everyone knows that. And I think um, everyone that comes on this pod is doing, you know, something for someone. And mm. I think that can be a really rewarding thing to think about at the at the end of these apps. But, um, you know, also talking about your experience of being non-binary and, and going through that process of really accepting who you are. And I think that's even coming on here and talking about it is really cool. As mm. I said, you know, understanding and increasing understanding increases empathy. And I think that's so important, especially mm. when it comes to things like gender identity and yeah. So mm. thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was not as scary as I thought. Oh, good. I'm <laughs> glad I uh, I didn't scare you. That's yeah. that's uh, comforting for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Hey team. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM. And how's your head on TikTok? I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.